Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the critically acclaimed Even Money Podcast we love all of the love that we get from listeners, social media, those of you that retweet my buddy Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports, the only, say it with me, two-time winner of the Super Bowl, professional football gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out there in Vegas. I'm a former NFL offensive lineman that tries to give you my insight on the games and what my gut tells me and my experience tells me. And we had another pretty good week. We are, by the way, I should mention right at the start, we're presented by betonline.ag. That's the online gaming website of choice for Steve and I, for the Even Money Podcast. They've got the best odds and the fastest payouts. We start every week by looking back at the week that was to make sure we see how we did and what we can learn from Thanks to Todd Bergman at El Birdman on Twitter. Looking back on Wild Card Weekend, Steve, it was a good one. Uh, we both ended up in the black. We had a best bet. It came through. You were up two units for the week. You're up 18 and a half on the year. I was up one unit for the week and am now up 37 units for the year. So, Kind of nice to start off the playoffs with both of us being in the black, Steve. Absolutely, and I hate to like throw a caveat on top of all this, but um, this is unsustainable, what we've done the last few years. We've really rocked and rolled since the Even Money podcast started, and there will be a year where we are going to struggle. But um, you know what? Love the memoryless property, which says that they're, the gods don't know that we've been doing great the last two years, and we are just as likely to keep on winning going forward. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I want to go back and look at some of our how we finished up the last few years. I, I think we, I don't know. I, I think we've always been in the black. Maybe I was in the red one year. I, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, let's look back at last week's game. Our best bet was the under. On Chiefs and Titans, under 44 and a half. And it's interesting, Steve, because, and I leaned to Tennessee also, um, which 
that would have been a nice one for me to pull the trigger on. Uh, but what's interesting about it is, is our only best bet, we both went under 44 and a half, and in the first half, it was looking golden. I mean, it was looking pretty darn good, except then the Chiefs got that late touchdown to make it 21-3. I got a little nervous. Uh, thankfully, the Chiefs didn't score again. The Titans did. And they went for two twice, Steve. I know you're big on the go for two debate in certain situations. What did you think about the two times Malarkey went for two? Oh, I think it was fine. It was as long as you're looking at early in the fourth quarter, very late in the third quarter, A-OK to do that. My major concern here, Ross, and you've got to help me out with this one. I've talked about this all the time. Backup offensive linemen are making over a million a year now. And yet teams won't hire a game strategist. And there's one mistake they make all the time at the end of the half. And, and of course, Tennessee made it. should have cost them the game. Ross Tucker. Why, when there's 10 seconds left, do teams that don't have a head coach named Harbaugh not realize you never give up a touchdown there? You tell all your – you just have a play. You say you call it prevent plus. Tackle every receiver. Six seconds tick off. No one can run any routes. Defensive holding, even on sportsmanlike conduct, half the distance, they kicked the field goal. No reason the Chiefs should ever score there. there I got to check on it, Steve, but there's a new rule now to prevent that. You can't they, do they it twice, is my understanding. The What's second that? time, you can't, you can't do it, but I believe you can do it once, Ross. You know what? You might be right. You might be right. You might be able to do it once. That's a good point. Because I was thinking, I knew that they put a rule in, but I think you're right. We should and we you need don't to go even and have check to be on blatant that. about it. You know, even the second time, you can just hold. Everyone holds a little bit. Just hold a little more than normal. Don't let a receiver get past you. Right. You don't have to tackle the guy. Just be very aggressive physically. Yeah. Heck, I mean, there's Seattle does that on every play. After all, right? Yeah, it's a good point. Really good point. Anyway, Malarkey going for two. And not getting it ended up helping us because the total was 40, 44 and a half, and they finished at 43. So that was nice. That puts our best bets for the year, by the way, at 41, 21 and 2. 41, 21 and 2 on our best bets. We both passed the Atlanta LA game. Kicking myself a little bit now because I kind of thought that was the, the road team that had the best chance to win Atlanta. So I'm a little mad at myself there. Buffalo, Jacksonville, um, I passed it entirely. You went first quarter under seven and a half, one unit. I forget what your logic there was, Steve, but it cashed in for you. Yeah, Jacksonville, a great defense, and they don't trust Blake Bortles at all. So their first quarter scoring numbers are extremely depressed, and that played out nicely as no one scored in the first quarter. So that was one more unit you're up. So up to that point, you were up two units. I was up two because I put two on that Titans-Chiefs under. You put one. And then the final game, highly entertaining. Carolina, New Orleans, the Saints were laying six and a half. The total was 48 and a half. And the way Cam Newton had been throwing the ball and the way Carolina had been struggling offensively, I didn't think that there was any way that they would get to 48-and-a-half, but, oh, boy, they did. I mean, final score was 31-26, and the Panthers kept settling for field goals. It could have been even worse than that. So 
I lost a unit there. Again, two units for you, Steve. One unit for me. And to total it up, I'm up 37 units on the year. You're up 30. You're up 18 and a half, and we we're 41, 21, and two on our best bets. Let's get to this week's games. All right, Ross. Why don't you start it off with Atlanta? Three-point favorites at the Philadelphia Eagles, total 41.5. Really, really interesting because it's unprecedented that a number one seed is an underdog at home against a number six seed. And I'm curious, Steve, before I even make my pick, what is it, like, what does your line say? And obviously, Foles is a major impact here, but what what do your numbers say? My pure numbers would make Atlanta about a one-point favorite. I actually made it two. That's what my um, what I believe the correct number in this game is. But my bookmaking line was three because I knew the public would go ahead and bet on Atlanta. And so if I was an a owner of a casino and I had to put a line up on it, I would have put up three. So I agree with what the line is to get split action. I do not agree that the line is accurate, however. So I... Um... I just think that the the Falcons have been they've been through a lot lately, man. I mean, it's been a long stretch for them. Obviously, Foles is of the utmost concern, but I have a feeling that the Eagles are going to step up in this game at home. Crowd should be going crazy. I'm going to put one unit on the Eagles getting the three points because I think even if they lose, I think it's a close game. And then the total is interesting to me. Because I think it's a low-scoring game. Now, the weather now looks like it'll be better. Before, it was looking like it was going to rain. The, wet, the, the, the total is 41.5. The weather's looking better. But, I mean, the Rams only scored 13 points in California against this Falcons defense. I think the Eagles defense does pretty well as well. I'm putting one unit on the Eagles getting three, thinking that if they lose, maybe it's by a field goal and they push. And I'm putting two units on the under 41.5, I think this is a pretty low-scoring game. I think your analysis is spot-on. Of course I'm concerned about Nick Foles and how he struggled mightily against that bad Oakland defense. Of course I'm concerned that he was bad against the Dallas Cowboys who just had faced a dream crusher being eliminated from the playoffs. But having said all that, even with lots of adjustments, I still only made Atlanta with their experience advantage, a two-point favorite here. You mentioned Atlanta, big fatigue, needed every game like blood to get in the playoffs four of the last five games on the road. I've seen this um, movie, this game play out before. The home underdog is almost always the right side off the bye week in the playoffs. 20-17, to 17, I don't know who wins. Two units on the under, two units on the Eagles. The best bet. Actually, it's a double best bet. Yeah, hit it again. The best bet. Double best bet on one game in the division round. I love it. I love it. All right. The other game on Saturday, Steve, it's the Patriots favored by 13.5 points. They're at home against the Tennessee Titans. Total is 47. Well, as much conviction as I have on the first game, I have no idea in the second game. I know Mariota, who's been banged up all year long, got his wheels back. He was extremely active. He ran the ball eight times, had that great block on the game-sealing play where they got the first down. So impressive by Tennessee. I don't bet against the genius. 
I don't care that there's turmoil in New England. Uh, New England's had lots of success laying double digits in the playoffs in recent years. So I am going to go ahead and just pass this one. What's weird about New England in recent years is that they've struggled a little bit in the divisional round and then been dominant in the conference championship game. It's kind of bizarre. But if you think about it, that's kind of how it's happened. So, um, you know, even when they beat the Colts that one year, last year when they beat the Steelers, I'm going to pass the game. I would actually lean New England. I just think the Titans are probably uh, mentally and physically spent after that Chiefs game. And I think the turmoil, if anything, just lights Brady's fire even more. I'll lean New England, but I'm, I'm not laying 13.5 points in an NFL playoff game. All right, on to Sunday. Ross Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Steelers favored by 7.5 points with a total of 40.5. I will be at this game as well um, and very much looking forward to it. So I'll be on the sidelines in Philly in the booth in Pittsburgh. Dream weekend. Very much looking forward to it. This is a tough one. Um, I'm not going to take Pittsburgh because I'm not going to lay more than a touchdown. So my debate internally is whether I uh, give a unit, you know, whether I, I take Jacksonville or I just pass it. We don't really know what to expect from Bortles. I also, though, don't really know what to expect from Antonio Brown. Problem is, Steelers have been very good at home lately and Ben's been playing very well I'm going to pass the game I'm going to lean Jacksonville but pass the game the total is the number that interests me 41 seems very very high for a Bortles led offense and a Jacksonville defense I'm going to put two units on the under 41 because I I, I just don't see how it gets there that would really I mean that's like a 27 to 14 score, I, I don't see it getting there. Two units on the under. Four, well, you said 40 and a half, Bri. I'm showing 41. What do you see, Steve? Yeah, it's a split screen. Most of the places at 41. A couple places at 40 and a half. As far as the sides, there's sevens and there's seven and a half. So if you like the favorite, you can lay seven. If you like the dog, you can take seven and a half. If you like the under, absolutely tons of 41s out there. Okay, I'm taking under 41, two units. And I'm with you. I think this game is one of the easiest ones to handicap. Blake Bortles can't play a lick. He struggled in 60 degrees with 18-mile-an-hour wins. How's he going to do? Team from Florida, they haven't played up north in years in the wintertime, and now they've got to play in 18 degrees. Good luck with that, Blake Bortles. It's going to be Fournette for two yards over and over and over again. The first time they met, I know Jacksonville blew up Pittsburgh. Big Ben threw five interceptions because Todd Haley – threw the ball against the best um, pass defense in the league. They won't repeat that. I think we'll see a steady dose of Bell, and the clock will tick, and Pittsburgh will grind out first downs and be more conservative. So we're going to go two units under the 41. We're going to go one unit. I'm going back to the well. One unit under 7.5 on the first quarter uh, in a Jacksonville game. We're going to have to lay minus 130 on that, I expect. So one unit on it to start very slow and go under 7.5, and – because there's sevens on the screen, you can lay seven on Pittsburgh here. Two units on Pittsburgh, but only minus seven. Do not lay seven and a half. Three best bets. The best bet. 
All right, Steve, the other game, other game, the last game, I should say, New Orleans at Minnesota. Vikings four-point favorites with a total of 45. Very tricky game. Two best teams in the NFC here playing each other, and they've kind of alternated in terms of my top team in the NFC. However, the situations all favor the Vikings, in my opinion. You've got a home field advantage, at least three and a half points. The Dome will be rocking. Minnesota's 12-4 and four at home against the spread in their new stadium. Minnesota extremely well-rested, went through the motions of Week 17, uh, off the bye week, whereas the Saints have played a whole bunch of games to, that they needed to win the division title or they thought that they would need to get the division title. And then, obviously, the tough game last week. Major concerns about that Saints D that's been very good all year long. Third down conversion rates. I think this sums up the game. Against uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa converted 13 of 18 third downs. Carolina, 8 of 17 third down conversions. So uh, one team converting 66%, one team almost 50%. The reason this is significant, the Viking defense set an NFL record. Every game, all year long, they held their opponents to under 40% in third down conversions. That hasn't happened since 1991, since they started tracking all this. At home, the Vikings... D has given up, gave up two touchdowns their first three games. Their last five games, they've only given up one. They do not give up more than one touchdown of late, maximum of two. Uh, I think all the intangibles point to the Vikings, despite these teams being fairly close in my power ratings. I'll lay four for two units. And, you know, I'll lay four for one unit. I will lay minus 200 to win 100. Two units to win one unit on the money line on the Vikings as well. Explain that to me, Steve. I'm going to bet the Vikings just to win the game, so I have to lay $2 to win $1. Got it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go the other way, actually. Now, I was a little disappointed in the Saints' performance against Carolina. Um, you know, they're playing at home, and they were really fortunate to win that game. Really fortunate. Playing at home in the Superdome. It was not one of their best performances, and they lost Andrews Pete, uh, their left guard, who's a heck of a player. I just think that this game ends up being a very close game that could go either way. Drew Brees is playing that well right now. And so if you're going to give me four points, I'm going to put one unit on the Saints, so we'll go head-to-head on that one. I also like the under in this game. I mean, Minnesota's defense at home is incredible. You just detailed it. And I just don't picture Case Keenum – in a playoff game against an improved Saints defense, although they were not great on Sunday against Carolina. I I don't picture him putting up a lot of points either. So I I like the under in this game as well. I'll go under 45, two units, and one unit on the Saints. So we do not have a best bet there. But if we did, like we did in the other games, of course we would know where to go. And that's betonline.ag. Because when you use the promo code EVENMONEY on your first deposit, you get a 50% welcome bonus up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. They've been around for almost two decades. You hear Steve all the time talk about the value of the early lines, the early odds. BetOnline's first. They make sure that they're first. Plus, they got that state-of-the-art live betting stuff during the game. So you think about how Steve bets like first quarter stuff. You can bet 
second, third, based on what things that are going on, they'll give you a free $25 on your first live bet. Visit betonline.ag. Just make sure you use the promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. BetOnline.ag, even money for your bonus. Let's get to an email or two. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address is Ross at RossTucker.com. Where else do you have the opportunity to ask questions of the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling? And if you'd like, a former player. Answer, nowhere. So take advantage of any of the sponsors like betonline.ag or any of the ones over at RossTucker.com and send me the question. Boom, I'll get to Steve and we'll answer it. This one comes to us from Michael Sherburn. And uh, he said, Dear Ross, avid listener from Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, as they say. Um, Love having one to two hours of NFL chat daily. Um, I I can't get 100 flowers, so I did the Amazon. Has just launched in Australia, so hoping the the banner ad might work. Anyway, I've been wanting to ask Steve about this on Even Money for a while. As we have multiple bookmakers, and as I get better at picking early line movements, you occasionally get the opportunity to back a line either side of a key number, i.e., back one side at 3.5 and and the other at minus 2.5, giving you a chance to win both bets if it lands on 3. As you still pay VIG on this, it works out at odds of approximately 11 to 1. Sorry, I am no good at U.S. odds pricing. Is this a good bet? What percentage of games where the line starts around 3 or 7 does the final scores actually end up on it? Bit obscure, but feel like if anyone will know, it will be Steve. All the best in 2018, Michael. So he brings up a good point. The three is so important in the NFL. When, you, when a team's favored by three, they win by three pretty much 10% of the time. So <clears throat> apologize for the frog in the throat. We, um, so we'll lay two and a half. And if we did it 10 times and we took three and a half 10 times, we would go five, four, and one on both of those bets. So if you're going five, four, and one, and you're only laying a dollar ten, you're making some really good coin. As it turns out, if you can lay two and a half and take three on a game, that's pretty much break even. So laying two and a half and taking three and a half, laying a dollar ten back in each direction is extremely profitable. And further, all the time I make bets that I don't even like because I expect a line move example this week. I laid two with Atlanta against one shot that opened it up because I felt very confident the line was going to go up to three. So I said, you know, let me just lay this two, and then I'll just get rid of it plus extra and play back plus three later on in the week. So certainly pros oftentimes will even bet numbers that they don't even like the side in the game, but that they get great value feeling that the line will move. One housekeeping item, good news, Ross, you can play under 45.5 on your Viking total. That's very widely available. So to Bergman, make sure you grade that under 45.5. Birdman, 45.5 on that under for the Saints and the Vikings. That'll do it for this week's Even Money podcast. You guys know if you want all kinds of information on these games, 
Check out Evan Silva, the Roto World Superstar, on the Fantasy Feast Eaton podcast. If you're into the draft and college game, certainly the College Draft podcast and the Ross Tucker Football podcast is daily keeping you up to date on anything you need to know about the NFL. Oh, the net. A lot of bets this week. Last week during the wild card round, not as many. We got a lot of bets for you guys. Hopefully a lot of them will come true and come through for you. Good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.